Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Today on the Focus on Why podcast, I am joined by Christina Daves. Christina, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. And where are you joining us from today? I am in Virginia, right outside of Washington, D.C. Fantastic. And nice weather today. We've got sunshine. Beautiful weather. Spring in Virginia is gorgeous. And today is gorgeous. I can imagine. Well, we've had some snow today, albeit in oh. the second week of oh. April, which is crazy. Oh. Yes. But yes, all fun. All fun and games with the weather nowadays. So what brings you here today? What is it we've been talking about? I know we've been introduced by the wonderful Cindy Ashton. So thank yeah. you, Cindy. It's been lo- lovely to be introduced to Christina. What is it we're going to be talking about today? Well, you you know, obviously this podcast is is about why. And, um, you know, why I, I started what I did or started my business is one big why. And then why I'm doing it now, it has really evolved. Um, so my story starts out with I invented a product, um, fashion accessories for medical boots, those big, ugly, awful boots. And I had this great idea. I was in one and there was nothing on the market to make it look good. And I was like, OK, I'm going to create a fashion line for this. And I had done focus groups. I did everything I was supposed to do. So then I get the product, I have it manufactured, and I hired a retail expert who, you know, when you're starry-eyed and you're excited about what you're doing, um, he really did me wrong. He took a lot of money from me. Um, It in retrospect, though, it, had he not taken all my money, I wouldn't be where I am right now. So it it does evolve. But I swore to myself when all of this was done and it happened that I would never I would do everything I could to help people so that they didn't come across people like that. Um, you know, I, I always you know, we're all in business and we all charge fees. And, uh, you know, I, I've always given much more than I should. People are always saying, you don't charge enough. You don't. It's like, but I want to help people. I don't want them to get caught up with the, there are a lot of bad people in our world in, you know, in the digital space, in the online space, in the, there's just a lot of not good people out there. And that, that's how that started. So I started this company PR for anyone because I was getting, I got really good at at getting exposure for my product because I had no money left for advertising. So PR is free. And when you're desperate, you know, you'll do anything. So I got really good at it. And then people started asking me for help. And that's how I could help them was because I figured out a super easy system to, to get in the media. And now my why with that is love to see what happens to people's businesses when they land in the media. It's just, I love getting that phone call or that text or turning on my television, which is really fun and seeing one of my clients there or a former client like, ah, and they get these crazy emails from me like, oh my God, I'm so excited. So So what happened with the boot? Is it, is it being given the boot or is it still there somewhere? 
That's it is still there, but I I don't focus a lot on it. It's um, healandstyle.com. It's, it still sells. It's still page one of Google. Uh, we did a lot of things right a long time ago, but my my passion and my energy is in PR for anyone, is in helping small businesses who can't afford PR firms, who you know desperately need the visibility, especially now with our year of COVID. You know, everybody went online. Nobody has a strategy. Nobody knows what they're doing. So that media piece really allows somebody to differentiate themselves from everybody else. And that's when I get really excited because once they land in the media, they've got that to go back to clients or customers and it just, it just elevates them. So you had this poor experience and, and you said that he took all your money. What did that actually mean it for you? What, what was taking all your money in that situation? Oh, it was horrible. I mean, it was because I had planned everything. You know, I had this much for inventory and this, you know, you you do a business plan when you start something like this. So this was my entire, everything that was left. So credit cards were maxed out and I put his, this is $24,000. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, as soon as I get on retail shelves, this will, you know, I'll be able to pay that back. You know, there, it was a no brainer. And he was one of these people. This, this is what I get so upset. You know, very smart. Bad people are smart and listens to what I say and instantly draws a connection with something related to my son that we then had this wonderful conversation. And but and then, you know, like, oh, this guy's awesome. Well, this guy is not awesome. And he had me sending product to all these places. And this one name for some reason stuck in my head. This is a really funny story. And it, it kept coming back. And this was someone at QBC. And oh, QBC loves this. This is my good friend, John Smith. Send it to him. Well, lo and behold, five years later, I met John Smith at an event that I was speaking at. And I'm like, gosh, your name sounds so familiar. Are you sure we haven't met before? And I kept thinking, thinking, and I'm one of these crazy email hoarders. So I went back and put his name in my email and sure enough, it popped up and that was his good friend. So now this person really is my good friend. And I'm like, Hey, do you know so-and-so? And he said, no, never heard that name before. And I actually showed him the email and he was like, Oh, that's terrible. So again, but this sparked everything. This is why I have this business that I have now where I help. I mean, We've done numbers. We've over a billion views and over a hundred million dollars in sales. So I've helped a lot of people, uh, which is, it's really made it all worthwhile. And I wouldn't have had that, had this now, if I didn't have that bad experience. So whilst you've saved everybody else from having these bad experiences, actually, sometimes it takes these bad experiences for you to create a business out of it. So we do have to say thank you to him in one way or another. Right, right. That's some, something good did come out of it. So has it always been easy to be visible? I mean, for, for you now, you're helping people to get visible. And now we're all online. What problems does that pose for people? It does. How, how do they stand out? I mean, that's the biggest thing. And that's that's what I really help people with. Uh, you know, they, they say that, uh, that the human attention span is less than a goldfish. And I, I heard a study, and I haven't been able to find it yet, but that it's gone from seven seconds to three seconds. So you put three seconds 
or best case scenario, seven seconds to grab someone's attention. And people don't know how to do that. They don't know how to stop them on social media. They don't know how to stop them on a video to get them to watch the whole video. They don't know how to stop them on their website. You know, am I landing on your website and immediately know what you do? Or is my pain the first thing I see and how you can fix it? And for most people, it's not. Um, and that's a really important thing they need to fix to help in their visibility, to help them get people listening to them, to what they can do to help them. Because at the end of the day, everybody out there, these customers and clients want to know what's in it for me. So that's, you know, but, but shifting people's mindsets to that and, and to turning their messaging to that. And they're, it's, it's a process, but it's not difficult and it makes a huge difference. So you, you call it PR for anyone, and I guess it is what it says on the tin. It is PR for anyone. Yeah. Anyone can do this. So is it? It's not niched. How does that work for you? Because everyone says go niche nowadays, but you you do go niche, and I actually teach how to do that. Um, I do. I, I work with inventors, obviously, because I have that. Um, I found a huge niche in the real estate space, and I do a lot with real estate agents. Um, that was kind of an accidental niche, and then I kind of have everybody else. The system works across the board, but um, no, I'm, I'm all in on niching. And if, if you're a real estate agent, this is this should be a no-brainer for you because we've just had so much success with realtors getting in the media. And then for like a real estate agent, you go to a listing appointment and you have this media that you stand out from everybody else who's coming before or after you for those appointments. And, and people love to work with the famous person. So if you're the famous realtor, the famous doctor, uh, you know, the one who's on TV, that's what they love. So you get people to get the, these breaks and, and get them on to, in various media forms. Again, it's how do you stand out and, and who's actually looking at the media now? Because, you know, as you say, we've got so many different distractions. Right. What, the, what are the benefits of getting into the media? So that's an excellent point that you bring up because I'll have people say, oh, well, I got on my morning TV show and my phone didn't ring. It's up to you to tell the world. Now, I do have clients. I have one client who left her live television appearance and had five clients by the time she got back to her office. But it really is up to you to use that. It's up to you in your seven seconds of attention grabbing that people learn that you are the media, the media's expert in your space. That's what's so important. And it's up to you to tell the world that. And a lot of people have a hard time doing that, you know, talking about themselves, women, especially. Uh, we always joke about, you know, there's, there's a job and there's 10 things, you know, that you need to have to qualify for this job. And a woman will check nine boxes and not have the 10th. And she's like, oh, I can't apply for the job. I'm not qualified. And a man will check four of the boxes and say, ah, screw it. I'll wing this one. I got this. It's just a different mindset and mentality. But here's the deal. If you don't do it, if you don't tell the world how great you are at what you're doing, somebody else will. And you might be so much better than them, but it doesn't matter nowadays. You've got to be out there. You've got to be online. You've got to be telling the world what you do. So how do you filter out those who are credible from those who are not so? That's, that's a good question because there are a lot of people who are just really good at what I teach. And they, you know, that's why it's up to you to, to prove that credibility. I mean, the media will check you out. 
So that's really important. The you know the media is going to look at who their options are. So, it, it, but there are people who make themselves look very credible. You know, online you have good resources. You can do that, but it's up to you to put content out there and and show that you are the expert in your space. So what were you doing before? Because this this all sounds uh, that you've been like you've been doing this forever. So what what was it you? <laughs> uh, so I went to college. I went to Virginia Tech and got a double degree or double major in political science in German. And I actually had a job in Germany. I was all set to move, and my father was diagnosed with stage four esophageal cancer. And this is before FaceTime, and this is when flying was super expensive. So I didn't go, of course. Uh, and he passed not long after that. And then, you know, I'm right out of college. It, I was pretty lost, but that kind of started my entrepreneurial journey. So I got my real estate license. Uh, I partnered with a friend, and we actually um, started an event planning company. I would say, think of Match.com before the internet. Uh, where we would mail out postcards to 20,000, 20 somethings. And we would do these big concerts and big parties. And I actually met my husband at one of them. Um, and we booked the Dave Matthews band two weeks before they were on the radio. So that's my big claim to fame that <laughs> I did that. Uh, but I've always been an entrepreneur since then. And then I got married and had kids. So decided throwing parties for a living probably wasn't the smart thing to do. Uh, and I opened a retail store with my best girlfriend that I did for 10 years. And from there, I, re I retired and then broke my foot. And then that started the next chapter. Wow. So retired to, to now fully employed or, or, or <laughs> keeping yourself busy. What happened there? Right. How did that, how does that work? Um, yeah, it was funny. I sold my interest in the store. I was really burned out. If anyone who's watching this has ever owned retail, you, I, I just didn't have another holiday season in me. I didn't have another six weeks of, and my daughter looked at me one time and said, mommy, how come we've never baked Christmas cookies? I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't take it. Um, so yeah, I tried to, you know, I kind of took a year off and volunteered at the school and, but entrepreneurs, we, we don't take time off. Like that's just not in our genes. It's not how we're made. Uh, and then I, when I broke my foot, it was just all the light bulbs went off again and just started the next chapter, which has been fun. And I love it. And we talked about how you, you actually put all of your money into this one situation to, to to bring your product to market and I know that that so many people do that but then they didn't have the the break thereafter and it probably did break them and what kept you going what kept me going is I was not going to be the one to come home to my husband and my two children and say mommy lost the house because we mortgaged the house for it I, I just I couldn't do it so I was going to figure out anything and everything I could to make that business work. And I did. And I, all this, you know, the media stuff. And I ended up on the Steve Harvey show. I won his top inventor competition. So I was dead broke. I won $20,000. And that was the shot in the arm that, and it put me on the map. I mean, you're on Steve Harvey, you're syndicated. I was actually on three times because then Diana Ross broke her foot and I re, I picked up the phone and reached out to her manager 
And she wore my product when she sang for President Obama. Like I've got pictures of her with the flower. And then I went back to the Steve Harvey show and said, hey, guess what? Diana Ross just, you know, wore my product. So they did another segment on me and then they did another segment. So by being smart about this and strategizing, you can really make this media work for you. And I, and I walk the walk. That's super important. I do this. So we've all been there. You're at a conference and somebody's like, oh, you should do this and this and this. And you're like, oh, okay, so you've done it. No, no, no. I just know that's what you should do. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not a good idea. So we've got quite a variety of people who are listening to this show from at the moment, it's 82 different countries. And there's oh, wow. small, yeah, small, small enterprises, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs. And then there's other people who are as employees of larger companies. Mm-hmm. They're thinking, how is PR going to work for me? You know, what is it that I could do? What are the different routes to getting into PR? Because this is the point is that you don't have to employ someone, an agency that's going right. to cost a fortune. You don't. And once you learn it, you can, you can have a VA do this stuff. It's it's just learning a system. It's creating, it's my three-step process. It's creating newsworthy story ideas. So how can you insert yourself into the conversation as the expert? And it's got to be valuable to an audience. You know, again, you've got to get out of the me, me, me mentality. You've got to get into what's in it for the audience. So that's when you start thinking that way and pitching that way, it's a whole different ball game in terms of getting the yes versus just getting your email deleted. Uh, and then you need a hook. What's that subject line that's going to get the journalist to open your email because they're going to get 500 emails a day. Think of your email box. Uh, and then it's finding that right person to pitch. And with Google, that is not hard to find. Uh, it's super easy. And if you want to be on TV, pick up the phone and call the newsroom. Hey, I've got a story about X, Y, and Z. Who would the best person be to send that to? And people are like, wait, what? I could do that? I'm like, yeah, call them. They're nice people. They need you. That's their job. <laughs> and it's as you say, it's about being in the right place at the right time and giving them the information. So saving them having to do all the research, saving them having to do all of that legwork as you said, you you went back to Steve Harvey and you said, hey, look, we've I've got this actual story for you and it's great press for them, you know. So again, it's it's like folding it all in together. And it does sound simple, but why aren't people doing it? Because they're afraid. People are afraid. There, I actually just did um, a three-step video series on PR objections. So time is the first one. Um, they, you know, oh, I don't have time to do this. And here's my response. You don't have time. And I say it's 10 minutes a day. It's not even 10 minutes a day. But if you can allot 10 minutes a day to have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, even millions of people learn about your business, you don't have time for that. Okay. Uh, Then the next one is fear because they're so afraid of the media. And we just have to remember media is 24, 7, 365. Right. This is not the olden days of one newspaper in your community and four channels on the TV. I mean, we are inundated, right, with media. They need uh, they need us more than we need them. So by giving them good story ideas, and then the last one is not knowing how to do it. And that's kind of what I just gave you. You you have a newsworthy story. You hook them in on the subject line. Make your pitch short. 
short, 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 couple sentences. That's it. I had a, a news anchor that I actually, this is what happens when you really do this stuff. We got to be really good friends. Like I've got phone numbers in my phone. I can text people. But she said, PR firms make it so easy for me because I just hit delete. Don't send me an email this long. I won't read it. So what's your pitch? Why is it good? You know, boom, boom, bullet points, statistics, whatever. And why are you the person to talk about it? And that's it. As much as you want to tell the whole story. And then people say to me, oh, I don't have time to write the article. You're not writing the article. You're giving a journalist an idea for an article and they're going to call you and interview you. That's it. That's the time. You know, you don't have to write an 800 word unless they ask you to. But that's very, very rare for that to happen. But then one of my clients was asked to write an article for the Washington Post because they didn't have a journalist qualified. It was really specific on selling houses using Facebook ads. So they needed him. So he actually got the byline in the Washington Post. But that's but that was after the pitch. So you say a pitch, two sentences, and you've got to cram in as much as you can, but be specific. Value. Here's you've got the hook, you know, whatever your story idea is, why it's important to their audience. Here's some backup, like three bullet points. You know, this study just came out and said this, you know, boom, boom. And then, you know, I've been in the industry for 20 years. Even if you're new, we just spin it a different way. Don't think, oh, I have to be in an industry for 20 years. The one who got the Washington Post article was a real estate agent who'd had his license for two weeks, two weeks. So you can be new, but what I always have my clients write a wow bio. We do it together because people don't realize what their wow is. And once we know that, I just talked to a woman um, this week and at the end of the conversation, she's like, oh yeah, I consult on the Property Brothers TV show. Like, well, why wasn't that on your website? Why haven't I seen that on anything? She's like, oh, you're right. It probably should be. So, so it's like, we've got to pull the wow bio out, but for her to, then when she's going to say, you know, when she pitches her story as a consultant on the Property Brothers TV show and blah, 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 blah you know, we show her expertise. That's all. Make it super easy for them. Story, backup, why you're the person for it. And why do we underestimate these skills like that, Christina? Because I mean, I, I hear that all the time. A lot of people come to me and, and when I'm coaching or working in podcasting, and they are very humble. And that's great. You know, being having humility is, is a great quality. But when you need to actually share these things, nobody else is going to do it for you, right? Right. It, it is up to you, but you can do it in a way that's not, I don't think if you look at my stuff, I'm, you know, push it in your face. Oh, I'm on TV and I do this. No, it's, Hey, I got on TV. You can too. You know, that that's kind of when you shift it into a, into a helpful type scenario. I had a coach who told me this years ago and, and it really changed how I looked at things. She said, Christina, look at it as, as you're helping people by sharing your gift. Like we all have a gift and I have to hire other people for the gifts I don't have. <laughs> uh, so it's okay for me to have a business around a gift that I could share with you. There's nothing wrong with that. So when you look at it that way, that you're helping people, when I look at those numbers that we put together, the billion views and hundreds of millions of dollars in sales, I've helped a lot of people, right? They're getting exposure. They're making money. They're, they're growing their business. And so, so when you shift it that way, it makes you feel a lot better. 
And you say you said right at the beginning about how you want to help people, and you just said it again now. It's all about helping people, and and that you you are so keen to help them that sometimes you you, you just want to make it free because you just want to get get it out there. But right. it's about that value of exchange out of services, isn't it? And it's about understanding the value of how money works, how the energy around that works. How does it feel for you to to help people to empower them to to know their worth? Yeah. It's you have to do that. You and and I always use like examples of, you know, if you had laser eye surgery, are you going to go to the person who's going to? Oh, I'll do that for free, or oh, I'll do it for a hundred dollars. I'll do your eyes. Like I don't think so. Uh, and same kind of thing, you know. Go go with where the value is that you know you're going to get it that you can make it back again. Uh, I mean, it, it's okay. And I have to tell my clients this: it's okay to be in business. We're all, we go to the grocery store, we pay for our food. That's, you know, there's people who make money from working in that business, the, from the grocery store chain to the food people, to the people working in the factories. So it it's okay to, to know your worth, to know you're valuable. It's, it's kind of part of the whole food chain. And if you have a gift that you can share with people that will then make them more successful, it's almost your duty to do that, to share those with the world. So with the new business now, Christina, do you have time to make Christmas cookies now? I do, except now my daughter's 21 and <laughs> now we make mimosas together. <laughs> uh, but no, it, the life, that, and this is really important too, as an entrepreneur, I was able to do everything I wanted to do with my kids. Like once I left the store and it was really six weeks at the store that were bad, you know, the holiday time. But, but when you do something like this, I could go to their sporting events. I could do everything. And if I did go to a speaking engagement and I missed it, they understood. They, they see me working. They see what I do. They see that I love what I do, which is really important as you're raising, you know, young adults going into the work world. And I mentor a lot of students too. I, I tell them you're going to be at your office someday after COVID more than you're going to be with your family or your friends. You better love it. You know, don't, you need to have a good quality of life. And I do think that that generation is more keen on that where we were like, work, work, we've got to just get a job and work. They're understanding culture and things like that. But it's very important because, and then if you're happy, you do better work too. And and I'm I, I'm with you because that's the the model and the whole purpose of this show is to help people to understand why focusing on why is a great concept and and understanding. Did you find it hard to to come around? I mean, was it something that you've always known about purpose, or is it something that you've you've encountered more recently? But yes, definitely more recently. Um, and and I think as we get older and life happens and things happen around us, it really puts a lot of that into perspective. And that and that purpose is really important. You know, you want to leave your mark on the earth. We're here a very short time. You know, I want people to think, oh, I, I met her. I loved her. I worked with her. She's great. She's, you know, honorable. She's authentic. You know, that those are the things you want. You don't want to be the shyster who took my 24 grand, you know, who's got a lot of people lined up like me because I met them. Um, you know, I don't want to be that person. I want to be, I want people to remember good things about me. 
And I know that your course of life went one way at, at the point where you obviously your father was taken ill and you didn't go to Germany. Do you ever think about what might have happened if you'd gone? I know I do. And I can't, I can't imagine because I wouldn't have met my husband because I met my husband doing the work that I was doing. We just celebrated 25 years of marriage. Uh, thank you to, I mean, knock on wood, I guess the teenage years are gone. They're 21 and 23. We survived that. You two pretty decent kids um, that I'm very proud of. So I, I could, can't imagine what it, what it would have been like had, you know, had all of that not happened. Yeah, I know. It's, it's one of those sliding door conversations. You just don't know, do you? You don't know where it's going to go. But in terms of, and I know I, know I sort of, I, I didn't make light of it, but I, I did joke that in, in terms of if something as awful as you remortgaging your property because of a decision you made, which was, you know, the financially a, a one that you thought was the best situation for the family, but ended up not being. And and I, I said, you know, it actually served you in one way. And often these decisions do serve us. We don't realize at the time we think it's the worst thing in the world, but actually it makes us take on board so many other things in life. Have there been other moments in that in your life where you've gone, actually, that has served me and and it, Oh, uh, one of the greatest things that happened early on um, with the company, with, with Casmetic Designs, was I uh, applied for Shark Tank. And I went through, this is season two. And I mean, I went through this process, like all the way through from videos to interviews. I mean, I was on, I was, there was one step left. And I remember, and they called, it was a beautiful April day. My husband was sitting out back. He had just poured me a glass of wine and the phone rang and it was an LA area code. So I was like, oh, that's them giving me my date. You know, I'm, we were going to arrange our vacation around it. And it was the producers, but they were calling to tell me that Sony, ABC Sony had turned me down because there was a product in season one for regular boots, like a decorative thing. And they just thought it was too similar. And I'm telling you, I cried for three days because this is at this point, there's no Steve Harvey yet. Like at this point, I am broke. This was going to be my big answer. Well, in retrospect, now that I watched every episode of Shark Tank a hundred times, um, they would have eaten me alive because I was brand new. I had nothing. I had nothing. And then five months later, the Steve Harvey opportunity came about. And that was $20,000, no strings attached on it's, you know, like Shark Tank syndicated. So it kept being shown. People learned about me and it was so much better than, than what would have happened. On, I, I truly believe that. But I did, I cried for three days. I remember my, my son's friend came over and said, Mrs. Daves, are you okay? I'm like, I'll be okay. Because that was it. I mean, I was broke. Like this was the big and that would have been that summer. I wasn't on Steve Harvey until um, November of that year. So it was getting really tight on money and bills. Yeah, I, I can imagine. And, and it is, but it is because of that, that you get to that point where you just pull out all the stops. Right. And, and everybody watching, and if you're new, you are going to fail. We all fail in business, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs. I mean, it's just... I mean, I failed so many times, I can't even tell you, <laughs> but, but don't fail to, you know, to the depths of despair, cry for three days if you need to, but then you got to pull yourself up and say, okay, what's next? 
I say, I, I liken the life of an entrepreneur to a pinball game. You know, when you shoot the ball up and you're like, bing, 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 bing. I, I mean, I've had business plans that you think, oh, I've got it all figured out. And then it doesn't, you know, page five doesn't work. So guess what? All the pages after that don't work. Uh, so you've got to rework it and figure it out. But don't beat yourself up if it doesn't work out exactly the way you thought. If you had told me in 2010 that in 2021, I would be a PR expert, like I'm really good at what I do. And and I became good at what I did out of desperation. Like you said, I, I not in a million years. If you had told me I'd be speaking. I never even took public speaking in college. I was so afraid of it. That I speak in front of thousands. I, I'm on TV. I do interviews like this. I love it. I would have said no way. So just know that your life can change in, in an instant for the better. And you don't even know it's better till you get there. Well, I, I'm a big fan of midlife beginnings and, you know, as a fellow oh, midlife beginner, yeah, I, I can see what you've done and, and my kids are a little bit younger, but I am on the same track as you, Christina. It's fantastic to see. How would people get in contact with you, please? Yep. I, and I always joke on this when I do these podcasts. If you can't find me online, I have a big problem. Um, but ChristinaDaves.com. And I'm super excited because this episode is coming out. And tonight we're doing an amazing training that will tie a lot of what I'm talking about in. Um, and I know you're going to link to it, but it's CaptivateAndCashIn.com forward slash training class. And even if you listen to this later, it's something that we do every three to four weeks. Uh, and it's an awesome training. I do it with Cindy Ashton, who you mentioned at the beginning. And we talk about messaging and social media and PR. And it's it's a great training. So if you watch this and you can't get on the training tonight, just go to the website and you'll see the next date. And then you can sign up for that one. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'll make sure it goes into the show notes as as with all your other contact details as well. And and like you say, if people can't find you, then there's then something. It's a problem. Right. Yeah. I got a big problem. And I've got this whole pinball sort of machine going around in my head now. And I keep <laughs> I, I feel like I'm having to try and pull that ball up and it's going all different directions. It's such a great an analogy there. It really is because it it is like that. And then just when you you feel that you can't save that ball, you've got another opportunity and off you go again. So no, I, yeah. I love that. It's brilliant. Do you have some final words for the audience, please, Christina? Yeah, I just go for it. Uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, I have found that that really nobody ever says no. Uh, ask for help, go for it. Pitch the media, just do it. Uh, it, it really will change your business, change your life. It, you'll see. Once you do it once, you're going to want to keep doing it. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrowlandson.com. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.